Welcome to the Annie Jennings PR Author and Expert Podcast Series. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director for Annie's Big City Number One National Radio Campaign that includes a performance guarantee and unlimited media training. Annie Jennings also offers her famous performance publicity program with no monthly retainers for influential online media outlets and television across the country. If you want high-power publicity for yourself, please contact AnnieJenningsPR.com. November is National Prematurity Awareness Month, and in our podcast today, we are featuring author Jennifer Deagle, who has the Right Children's Book to help explain a premature birth and NICU stays to children who entered the world in this very different way. Jennifer Deagle is the mother of four, including a micropremie who was born at 23 weeks. And she is the founder of Speaking for Moms and Babies, Inc. Her mission is to educate the public on maternal and neonatal health issues. And she's the author of three books, articles in the Journal of Pediatrics and the Journal of Perinatology, a fierce advocate, a passionate public speaker, an active member of the International Neonatal Consortium. And she also serves on the board of directors for the NICU Parent Network and NIDCAP Federation International. Jennifer has been a high school science teacher for 20 years, and she believes education is the key to healthcare reform. Well, welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Well, it's our honor. You are obviously passionate about this cause. What caused you to write your first book and then continue writing about this? Well, you know, it's it's um it's kind of an interesting path because I'm a full-time science teacher who never imagined I would write books. But my life changed forever when I was pregnant with my daughter and almost lost my life and hers. And the night that she was born was the first night I started to write. She was born at 23 weeks gestation, weighing only one pound and four ounces. And um, it was a life-threatening pregnancy. I needed a lot of blood and whatnot to survive her surgery. I didn't wake up for 24 hours, and once I did, I was not allowed to visit her. And, you know, any mother will tell you that is excruciating. Um, I wasn't allowed to visit her for quite some time, and I wasn't okay with that, and it was really stressful and upsetting, and a very wonderful night nurse um, one night gave me a piece of paper just out of the printer, blank paper, and said, you should write down everything you're feeling and what you want to say to her. And that was the start of my journal that ended up turning into my first book. And how has your birth and your own NICU experience changed you as a person and as well as your family? Well, my daughter spent four months in the neonatal intensive care unit, otherwise known as the NICU, and that changed her whole family. I had three boys that were ages three, five, and seven at the time, and they've learned in the last few years to be very caring and compassionate, empathetic towards other differences, medical issues. Um, we've all had to change our lifestyle to make sure that she stays healthy, change our activities and, and whatnot. And, you know, I also learned that there is not necessarily a right time for milestones with children. And they, you know, each baby or child will meet those milestones at their own pace. And, and that's okay. And, of course, I also learned that I had a calling um, for writing now. And I've been trying to write and advocate for these tiny babies ever since. And why do you feel that it's important for you to speak about your journey and experiences? And where do you speak and what else do you speak about? So our family had experienced so much fear and pain uh, before we were on the other side of that. And 
my daughter, you know, experienced more pain and medical interventions before she was even five months old, you know, that most healthy adults will ever experience in their lifetime. And, you know, we've all felt like we need to learn from that experience and take all of our pain and suffering and then all the positives that came from that and really help other families prepare for their similar journeys, help them heal, um, and also to make improvements in healthcare. So, you know, from writing the books and then speaking, I, I now go to several different um, types of medical events all across the country, even a couple in Europe and Canada, training sessions. I speak at advocacy events. Um, I've been on Capitol Hill twice for legislative briefings and some fundraisers in general. And it's really just to explain to the general public and also the legislators and doctors and nurses and people that are on the, you know, on the ground in medicine what it's like to actually be the person behind that number, you know, experiencing a life-threatening pregnancy and delivering the premature baby. And of course, the babies don't have a voice, so they need their parents to speak up for them to make improvements. What advice, Jennifer, can you give parents about, you know, really remaining sane while their baby is in the NICU and, and how they can still be included in their baby's care? Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting question because it's really difficult, first of all, to stay sane when your child is in the NICU because, you know, you're supposed to bring your baby home with you when you're discharged in the hospital. And, of course, that doesn't happen. And, you know, oftentimes these babies are really critical. So you're afraid, you're scared. Um, very often mom is healing from some kind of, um, you know, severe, um, severe medical issue or some kind of, um, you know, traumatic delivery so the best advice I would give is to first start off asking questions. It's really important that you keep asking questions as a parent until you understand the answer, because you can't participate until you understand what's going on. Um, I'd also like to mention that you should kind of make that NICU space your own, because you're going to be there as often as you can. That's a lot of hours. And, you know, you have to clear it with the nurse, but if you can hang some pictures of um, your other children or grandparents, something like that would make you feel comfortable and relaxed when you're with your baby. That's always going to help. You know, and last, really try to get involved in as many care activities as you can. You know, tell the nurses that you'd like to change diapers, participate when it's bath time, um, let them know you want to hold your baby as much, as much as possible. You know, these are things they might not ask you directly if you're having a busy day, but the more you do it, the more you'll bond and, and you'll feel better. So, Jennifer, how is your daughter today? I mean, how long ago was this experience? And also, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about your books? Sure. So, well, she's doing great. She's eight years old now um, in second grade. She, um, she never really crawled. She didn't walk until she was almost two. And you know, all of her milestones came quite late. She does live with, live with a complication called bronchopulmonary dysplasia, which is really just scar tissue on her lungs. So she gets short-winded. She does get pneumonia often when she gets a cold. All of those um, definitely play a role in her life today. But considering all that she's overcome, her 121 days in the NICU and being born weighing one pound and four ounces, um, she's really remarkable. You know, in fact, she's my hero. Um, and, you know, and for me, I, I, I write books to help other families. So I appreciate when people ask questions to me. I, I just want to help and. You can really visit um, my website at jenniferdeagle.com or speakingformomsandbabies.com to learn more about what it's like to suffer through a life-threatening pregnancy or have a baby in the neonatal intensive care unit and what it's like to parent a baby after that, even kind of overcome all of the trauma that comes from that because 
it is possible. Everything does get better eventually, and it just takes a little bit of time. And the last thing I want to add is please understand that you're, you are the parent. You're always your baby's best advocate, and your voice is critical. So your voice should be heard by every doctor, every nurse, every legislator that you can come in contact with to make sure that you're making positive changes for not only your baby, but the future babies. And Jennifer, is there anything else you'd like to let our listeners know about today? Yeah, I think just really that trauma lies in the eyes of the beholder. Um, that's kind of an important thing that I use because what might be traumatic for one parent or child may not be for another one. And of course, the opposite is true. And if you do have a baby that was born prematurely or spent time in the NICU for a different reason, they're going to have some questions as they're growing up and try to be as honest as you can with them. And, and always try to look at the positive and show them what they've overcome, how much progress they've made. Well, thank you so much for sharing this really important information with our audience today. And again, that website to learn more about Jennifer Deagle and her books and her work and for resources to help you as well, check out jenniferdeagle.com. That's Jennifer, D-E-G-L, jenniferdeagle.com. Jennifer, thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to this podcast brought to you by Annie Jennings PR. Visit AnnieJenningsPR.com to learn how you too can enjoy high-powered, no-retainer publicity to build an influential brand and achieve your goals and dreams. Till next time.